Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. Hey, Knob Twiddlers. I'm thrilled to share that season three of the Girls Twiddling Knobs podcast is sponsored by the lovely folks at Isotope. Now, Isotope design award-winning audio plugins, and I'm actually using some of the fabulous tools inside their RX9 software to get my voice sounding crystal clear inside today's episode. And when you use the code GIRLSPOD10, you'll get 10% off any plugin purchase on their site, excluding subscriptions and a whole free month of their amazing Music Production Suite Pro instead of the standard seven-day trial. Just go to isotope.com forward slash girlspod to find out more. So even if I had not have got the funding this time round, because I was going to keep on applying until I did get it, just knowing that I've got something to say that I have done stuff in the past. Mm. So you, even if you've not done 20 years worth, even if you've just, I don't know, sang in front of your next door neighbor, you're doing something. And just to start seeing yourself for who you are, rather who you are, not what you're not. And that's how I started seeing myself. Hello and welcome to Girls Twiddling Knobs. My name's Isabel, and over the last decade, my self-produced and self-released music has amassed over 25 million Spotify streams. I also have a PhD in sonic arts, but I wasn't always this confident with music tech. In fact, I still hear those self-doubt gremlins in my head from time to time. I started this podcast to help more female-identifying musicians start recording and producing their music and learn from other women making music with technology. If that's your cup of tea, then you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in. Well, a great big massive welcome to another episode of Girls Twiddling Knobs. And I'm extremely excited to be bringing not one, not two, but three guests to you in today's episode. And the reason I have three guests is because they've all opened up new revenue streams in their music through learning to record their music from home. Now, we haven't discussed the M word on the podcast before much, but I decided it was time to put an end to that because this word, and it's money in case you haven't already guessed, is a crucial component to any musician's existence. And I'm not just talking about those of us whose music is earning them thousands of pounds every month. For many musicians, their music is a vital side hustle that not only enriches their life, but tops up their bank balance too. Often, though, we'll shy away from talking about money 
In fact, we're almost brainwashed into thinking that as an artist, we shouldn't expect to earn a living or even anything from our music. The struggling artist myth has well and truly dominated a lot of musicians' money mindsets. But look at me sounding like a Californian money coach. My point is that it's totally okay. No, it's important to be earning or working towards earning money from your music. Without a fair financial exchange for your musical skills, it's easy to burn out, been there, stop enjoying music, been there too, and even be unable to continue making music at all. I'm not saying that money's the most important payoff to making music, but it is one of them and not something to overlook or bury your head in the sand about. And today, we're going to be considering three exciting revenue streams that learning to record your music from home can open up, even for musicians who are only just getting started with these skills. You see, over the last couple of years, I've been delivering my online course, Home Recording Academy, and I've started receiving emails from students sharing with me how the recording skills I teach inside have enabled them to actually earn money as musicians. I'll be honest, it's not something I was expecting would happen so quickly for my students, but as always, my amazing HRA alumni continue to inspire and surprise me. So I invited three of my students, Sam, Sandy and Annie, onto today's episode to share with you exactly what this has looked like in their music. You'll hear that the revenue streams these recording skills have opened up varies from person to person. But at the heart of each student's experience is how their newfound ability to record music from home has enabled them to say yes to new opportunities that before would have been totally off limits. Whether it be getting paid to record their music, being paid to produce for others, or commanding a commission fee, Sam, Sandy and Annie will open up your mind to all the new earning potential home recording skills will bring to your music too. So first, I'd like to introduce you to Sam a Leeds-based musician who, after joining me inside Home Recording Academy in October 2021, was able to successfully apply for funding to record her own music. As you'll hear, this essentially has meant that she is being paid £3,000 to record an album, something she would never have been able to do just a few months ago. But I'll let her give you the whole scoop. Let's meet Sam. Sam, welcome to Girls Trilling Knobs. It's so lovely to have you with us. Thank you very much. It's so lovely to be here, Isabel. So I've got you on the podcast because we're talking all about revenue streams and having home recording skills. And I firmly believe that, you know, having home recording skills absolutely open up a plethora of options. And one of them being um, applying for funding. And not only can recording skills mean that you have recordings to put in a funding application but also that the project that you apply for funding for could be you recording yourself and that's exactly what's happened to you so maybe you can just tell us firstly like tell us who are you Sam you know what's your musical journey been like and um and how did you start recording from home thank you well before I even start can I just say I never thought I was even going to be on this podcast. I've been listening to it, Girls with Little Knobs. I love it. I've got so much information from it. So to actually be on it now and talking about what's happened to me and my journey from doing Home Recording Academy is like a dream come true. So thank you so much, Isabel. Amazing. Oh, it's my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) And so with regards to who I am, I'm Sam Crane. I'm a singer-songwriter and I play guitar to accompany myself. And I've been 
singing professionally for the last 20 years, but not necessarily my own songs. Wrote my first song when I was 14, and I put bands together performing my own songs, but as far as making money is concerned or living from being making a living from being a musician, it's usually covers. It's been wonderful. I've chosen the covers and I've done the soul and pop and, you know, like Stevie Wonder and Prince and Aretha Franklin and all that kind of cool stuff that I love. And it's taken me around the world. I've been very, very lucky to have, you know, performed around Britain. I was in Belgium before the pandemic, so performing there. I've been in cruise ships over in Australia. I even did... um went over to America and did some songs over there one time that I self-funded anyway that was that was not to do with them like kind of making a living but I just with my music I've gone to other places and performed and it's been wonderful mm-hmm. but I've always wanted to perform my own songs and so by doing the Home Recording Academy I was able to record one of these songs which was just a dream come true and then with a funding masterclass that we got as a bonus that I just watched live and asked lots and lots of questions, I was then able to apply for funding, which is, I think, what we're going to be talking about here. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it, how we can have these, like, you know, you've been in music a long time, Sam, and you've clearly done lots of different things. It's been how you've earned your bread and butter and you've played with lots of different musicians in loads of different places. But it's so it's also so exciting that we can always have new phases in our career, you know, and you have recently learned these skills. And so it's exciting that we're going to be talking about, you know, how that opens up new opportunities moving forward. So. So, yeah. So we did our funding workshop. It's um, it's a pretty full on one. It's a two hour live masterclass. And I'm glad you asked lots of questions because (laughs) (laughs) that's why you are now able to say that you have been awarded funding. So maybe you could tell us what is the funding that you've been awarded and what's the project that you submitted for this? Wow, yeah, I'm so happy to talk about this. So it's Elite City College Arts Fund. And so what happened was Christmas and New Year, I actually got COVID. I'm very miserable. I'm just like, oh, oh are you yeah. feeling better now? Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. I wasn't Good. even that bad, but, you know, you're isolated and all the rest of it. Yeah. So I was doing it on New Year's Eve. I was just chatting to a friend and said, oh, by the way, you've done funding, haven't you? She went, yeah. I said, because I, I want to do some funding. I've just done this course and it's really, really cool. And I can, you know, because I played her my song as well. And I said, I want to do some funding. Would you be able to sit down with me at some point and talk about it? Not now, but some other time. She went, yeah, absolutely. And then while we were talking, she just Googled Leeds, which is where I'm from, arts and funding. Because I was saying, I don't even know where to look, So, but she's really good for stuff like that. And then she sent over two links. And then, they, then we chatted and the rest of it. And the first link she sent over, I looked it up and the deadline was within a week. And... I read through the criteria and it just so happened that I fit the criteria. I was like, what, should I? You know, and you're just like, <laughs> should I just apply for it and see what happens? So on the Tuesday, so the, the deadline was Friday noon. On the Tuesday evening, I, I printed, I did exactly, basically, Isabel, I did exactly what you said on, Love this, it. <laughs> on this workshop. And by the way, I'm not the sort of person that, pays attention to what many people say I don't follow rules right I make up my own rules but I followed yeah. your rules to the letter oh I so, love it <laughs> so the guidance notes I printed them off and with a red 
spiral. I went underneath everything that was important, checked to see that, you know, I was I was eligible, went through all the notes to see what they wanted. And what they actually wanted was, um, and also as well, someone who had never got national funding as well. So it's, everything was tick, 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 because I'd never gone for funding before. And what they wanted was a new piece of work, something that was engaging with the public and something that would be done within four months. And so I came up because I've been busking recently again um, with all the pandemic stuff. I'm not being able to get many gigs and all, all that kind of stuff. So um, I've been doing a lot of busking and I thought, well, start with where I am. As a busker, I'm engaging with the public. That's a tick. A new piece of work. OK, let's write 10 songs. Let's record them. Right. Tick. And also as well, they wanted a vid they wanted a visual record. So I said, I'll do a vid video diary every week and put it on Facebook and Instagram and that'll keep me accountable and also you know keep keep me going and all the rest of people will know about what I'm doing and everything they came up with every quest everything that they asked for I came up with what with what I wanted to do and then kind of ticked it off and then the next thing I know so this was on this was on the Tuesday and then it got to Thursday afternoon and I thought I better actually sit down and let me write this thing <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've actually got to write the application. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. Another thing you said on, on the funding was on the, the workshop was contact the people, ring them or email them and ask them questions. And so, so the day before it's due in. I, I just emailed them and I said, I'm really sorry about you know how late it is, but I have had COVID, which was true, you know, <laughs> not yeah. making things up. <laughs> yeah. um, and I've got some questions. I, I'd be really lovely to talk to someone about it. And I put my phone number and she went, yep, just send your questions in and I'll reply. And I'm thinking that wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to speak to someone. But I started sending questions. She was replying back, which I'm so, so glad it was by email because my head was all over the place. And if yes. it was on the phone, I wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, such a good point. Totally. Mm -hmm. I never even thought about that till afterwards. Yeah. So I'm looking through and based on the questions she's she's responding to, I was able to use that information then in the application. So, but the, you know, it was really just do what you said, the, the answers in the questions. So when they're saying things like, how will what your work be good for diversity in Leeds or whatever the question was, then I was able to say, you know, because I'm actually black mixed race I don't know what the, the term is now but I was able to say you know as a black mixed race person you know I see everyone as equal so my, this is the, the thing I love about Leeds you see people walking hand in hand or side by side of every single you know size and color and ethnicity and sex and origin and and you know disability everything you can think of they're all there together in Leeds and that's what my music's like my music is for everyone and but by looking at the question, I was able to think what kind of first of all, it was just like, oh yeah, I'm I'm black, so therefore, you know, I'm diverse. It's like, no, 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 what do they want to hear? What do they want? What what are you gonna do for leads? How do you see leads? And it, you just have to think one step more, then give the answer back. And I just did that. I just went through all the questions. It's so and then, great. <laughs> it was fantastic. And the bit I absolutely loved of all of this was it made me realize that I can do this mm. because prior to doing this application I'd been feeling a bit sorry for myself and just been like oh I'm just a busker and it's that no because I'm a busker I yes. can apply for this yes so it's, I was able to turn my situation 
so you know that whole when you've got lemons turn them into lemonade it really was about that yeah no I love that actually Sam because also you know obviously busking like you said it's so public facing you see so many different people when you're out busking many of them will come up and talk to you mm-hmm. and um, and you get to know all the kind of the the rhythms of the city you know you kind of get to know how it feels at two o'clock in the afternoon as opposed to 9 a.m in the morning or something and you kind of see all By those the way, rhythms. I don't do 9 a.m at the morning fine <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fine I know what you're saying yeah <laughs> fair enough but I think that's a really good point that, you know, it's through busking that you are able to tap into lots of different ways of seeing the city and seeing people. And that ultimately that must be massively helpful for your songwriting. You know, think of all the amazing songwriters who wrote through observation, who would, you know, have a coffee and look at people on the street and scribble down notes for ideas for songs like I I think it's a really good point that we can kind of have all these ideas about what being a real musician is or being the right kind of musician is or a successful musician. But really, it's how creative and resourceful are we and how can we kind of turn that into art? So very cool that you were able to frame your funding application around what you're doing. And it does sound like a really fascinating project. And one thing that I wanted to touch on is so you have been awarded £3,000, which is absolutely fa- fantastic. <laughs> um, but it's not just that, though, is it? You also get some facilities thrown in, isn't it? With Is it Leeds? So it's Leeds City College. Yeah. I went and had my meeting with them just this week. And it was just amazing. I walked through the door, really expected to have to explain who I was and what my story was and why I was there. And I went, I'm, I'm here to see, you know, the lady. And she went, oh, is it Sam? I'm like, oh, yes. And she said, oh, she's, she's just on lunch. She'll be back very soon. And they were just so happy to see me. Oh. And it, like, one of the things she said to me was, what's not to love about this? That was what the comment was about my my application and the project. And apparently what they did was when they saw mine, they all went, the panel that was looking at it, all went, yes, definite, right, what else are we looking at? And she told me this. I don't feel like I've ever been chosen. I probably have been chosen for things in the past, but it felt like I'd been chosen for being me. And that, I might start crying again, Isabel, I'm not even going to lie. That felt just everything I've ever wanted because I'm always I've always thought well if only I was a bit bit younger a bit taller a bit you know fat a bit thinner and not black all these things I'm northern if only I was southern there's so many times I've thought if only I was something that I'm not the doors would have opened for me and this time I'm just like hands up I am me this is who I am take it or leave it and they went we'll have it and it felt amazing it really did yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's it it's so exhausting when you feel like you have to be somebody else all the time, yeah. you know, for doors to open. And it just goes to show just how powerfully you communicated your project, your vision, your art, you, um, and that they could really see, okay, th- this is something special and we need to have that. <laughs> so that's just fantastic Sam and and massive congratulations because you clearly put the work in and you clearly really thought about it so you know it's really exciting and well deserved 
thank you but yeah. I learned from you I really really did I, I learned from HRA because I would never firstly I would never ever 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 have done gone for funding without having done this course secondly I would never ever 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 have gone for funding and been successful if I hadn't done this course because I knew what to do you explained yeah. what to do you made it me see that it's possible and just take action points it's just do this and then do this and then do this and then do this and it's I'm not going to say it's simple simple but it's doable and yeah. I just followed the steps yeah and it's, it's it is about that isn't it? it's breaking it down into steps and having a system because like you're saying you're like right I go through the eligibility, I go through the criteria, I make sure that I fit that. Then you go into the next step, then you go into the next step. And rather than just kind of it all being a bit of a mess and you just throwing something out onto a page and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And then being being strategic and really taking it step by step. So yeah, I, it's very exciting. So how long have you got to do this project, Sam? And what's the what's the result? Like what what do you deliver? as a result is it a performance is it are you going to make a cd are you gonna you know both yeah. <laughs> so all of that yeah so it's a four month project and in those four months i'm going to do i'm going to write 10 songs and i'm going to record 10 songs and prior to writing those songs i'm going to oh get this as well i'm going to do some field recording which Amazing. up until having done hra i didn't even know was a thing and I'm going to be using the device that you talk about, the Zoom H4N, to do this this recording, which I basically also put down in the budget. And nice. they liked it. In fact, before, because I'm still waiting for the funding to be signed off, they've bought the, the device for me to use so that I can actually get started. That's so good. <laughs> it's incredible. So I'm going to be doing field recordings, doing interviews with people, the shopkeepers, other buskers and people in the city to get some because I want to do it from my perspective but also as well you know it's really good to find out what other people think I might I've no idea at the moment what the themes are going to be but it could be I write a song just about what the shopkeepers think of buskers I don't know but I can do that if I want because it's my plugin project (laughs) damn right it is (laughs) so yeah so I'm going to be doing that so doing the interviews writing the songs recording the songs and doing a video diary, a weekly video diary to show what's happening as it's happening, which means at the end of all this, I'll have video footage that I could turn into a film. I've got access to, so it's Leeds City College. They're happy for me to speak to with the photography department. They can come out and video me and take photographs of me. Um, so I've got access, it's amazing, incredible. Yeah. I've got access to the music department to do recording I probably won't I probably will just do it all at home because I kind of really want to just do it myself at home because it's at my own home recording yes but if, but if I need it if I need support there it's there mm-hmm. and then at the end I'm going to do a one-woman show amazing amazing all together have the cd have the you know yeah it's just it's just mad it's mad 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 in a good way and then from that I want to actually I'm looking at taking it to different <laughs> French festival so and cool. other arts festivals around the country. So, and I've been able to think like this because I got the funding. I was able to think about the funding because I did your course. So, oh. I'm just so happy. That's so fantastic, Sam. And you know, just thinking about the next year, 
I mean, could you have ever imagined that 2022 would look like this for you? Because <laughs> <laughs> it must be quite different to when you were starting 2021, for example. Well, actually, to be fair, the last two years, everything has been thrown up in the air. Yeah. And everything, in some ways, everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong for me in the last two years. Mm-hmm. So now everything that could go wrong, right, everything that could go right, I'm saying is going to go right for me. Because if things can go wrong, then they must be able to go right as well. And so I would never, ever have dreamed that this would happen. But now that I am seeing that it's happening, I'm starting to dream a little bit bigger each time. So obviously I've got to get this done. But the next step of the getting, you know, doing the, taking my one woman show on the road is going to be a thing. Yeah. And I'm so excited. Yeah, that's fantastic. And like, as we covered in the workshop, you know, if you get funding, then you're more likely to be able to get more funding off the back of that, you know? So, you know, I'm absolutely confident for you applying for funding for the one woman show and like developing it further. And that's so, so exciting thinking this, this is something that, you know, can unfold over the next few months and years even. So, yeah. yeah. So that's very exciting. How does, how does that make you feel then? Like, could you have imagined that learning to record yourself would have opened up these kind of doors? Not these particular ones. I wouldn't know which doors are open. I, initially, it was just, I want to do it myself. It's like learning to, when I learned to play the guitar, I just want it to be at the point that I'm not at the mercy of anyone else. Even if I'm not as good as them, it's just me with my guitar and I know that I can accept every single gig that I get offered. And it was that kind of thing I was thinking about re- recording at home. If I can record it at home, then I can record it at home. Full stop was kind of what I was thinking. You know, then I can do something with those recordings. I kind of was thinking along the sync licensing route. I liked the idea of doing that, but I, you know, but that was kind of as far as it got. But sync licensing doesn't take into account live performance. And I've been performing live for the last 20 years and I'm bloody good at it as well. And I love it. And so to not be performing live with my own songs would be like, I'm recording them, but then the, the performance thing is on hold. But this brings the two together. Yeah. And yeah, but this that's just one situation. Who knows what will, will then come from it? I might end up working with other people and I don't know, recording their stuff because I'm that good. Who knows? <laughs> but it's yeah. just but until you do it, you don't know. Yeah, that's right. And you know, I hope in this episode we're going to be just showing people the different options that do become open to you, especially having like home recording skills because there's one thing about being able to, you know, having production and recording skills under your belt, but being able to do it at home as well just gives you so many so much more flexibility. Like, you know, if you had to be using a studio, you would be having to raise a lot more money for this project, wouldn't you, Sam? You know? Whereas at the moment, you've you've know you've got your home setup ready because you went through Home Recording Academy. You know you can use it. You know that it's ready to go. And effectively, you know, you're being paid now to record your music. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> don't have to pay to go into a studio. But, I mean, you may want to, and that's absolutely fine. But it's just having the choice. You can make that call. And that's such a great position to be in. 
It's fantastic. And the thing is as well, so as part of the application, they wanted links to three you know, examples of your work. Yeah. And the first one I put was the, the song that I recorded myself. And then I did a song that I recorded with someone else, but I actually created the, the, the music video, which I was really proud about. And then the third song was a song that, you know, so all songs that I'd written, song that I'd written, but other musicians were involved and someone else did the production and everything else. So it goes from completely me to part me to totally, you know, you know, I wrote the song and sang it, but yeah, everyone else. And at no point is it like, well, we, you know, if this is what she's doing, and the, it was just like, yep, yeah, sign it off. And and yeah. that was the thing I loved about it. It was it was like I showed them what I could do, and they went, yeah, let's let's go for it. And that gave me so much confidence as well. You know, it's it's not just the money. Initially, it was for the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it and helps. Then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the project is really exciting and it's going to be really, really fun. But this belief, like knowing that people have belief in me and my ability of what I can do, and I'm being backed by the city where I love being here. Leeds is such a cool city. I love being here, and it's it's like. I don't know. It really is just full circle stuff for me. Just saying, you know, you've had this dream and now you're making it happen and dreams can and do come true. Yeah, that's I mean, that's such a wonderful thing to feel, you know, because there there are times in our life where that just feels so out of reach to really believe that. But, you know, and I know that when you reached out to me, Sam, to tell me about that this 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 funding had come through and you're really excited and you were saying you know I I now know that this is a possibility and yeah. you know and but that's so that's so powerful because there are particularly women there's so many people that just don't realize that these things are possible for them mm-hmm. you know um so if there is anyone out there listening who's thinking I just don't believe, you know, I, I, or I don't, I don't know how people do that, or I'm, I'm not confident that I can do that. What would you say to them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite expressive with my language sometimes, so I'm Go just. For it. I can, I can put a warning on at the beginning of the episode. Can you? Can yeah. you? Good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just fucking do it. Seriously, you have nothing to lose and potentially a world to gain and even if you just want to do it for your own practice do it I even thought after I put the application in I was like you know I feel so much better about myself because part of the thing that they said was they want a music cv so I wrote down it because I've I've not really written I've got a website it's got some stuff on that I've done but you know I didn't I've not recently written what I've or talked about what I've done because I just feel like oh I'm just busking I wrote this CV of everything I've done in my music life and, you know, where I've lived and where I've gone. And and I was just like, bloody hell, I've done a lot with my life. And so that made me feel good. So even if I had not got the funding this time round, because I was going to keep on applying until I did get it, just knowing that I've got something to say, that I have done stuff in the past. Mm. So even if you've not done 20 years worth, even if you've just... I don't know, sang in front of your next door neighbor. You're doing something. And just to start seeing yourself for who you are, rather, who you are, not what you're not. Yeah. And that's how I started seeing myself. 
and by and I wouldn't be able to do that without having an application <laughs> funded application to do that with so did that but as it is it worked out for me but seriously if it can work out for me why why not you I was thinking this when I was thinking about you know about the funding I was thinking that, well they're going to give it to someone so if they're going to give it to someone why not me mm. and to, if you're thinking about doing it why not you yeah, I love that. I, I love I love what you said earlier, you know, focus on who you are, not what you're not. Yeah. And also, you know, why not you? Why not you? And so I've, I've heard people say it as well, like, what makes you so uniquely broken? What makes you so uniquely awful that it wouldn't be you, that this couldn't happen for you too, you know? But yeah, I, I absolutely agree, Sam, that even just putting the application in gives you so much more clarity about where you are sometimes as well that all the accomplishments and things you've achieved because we can very easily forget that and we can very easily focus on all the things we haven't done yet but doing a funding application can really get things crystal clear in black and white oh I, I've done this stuff actually recently or over the last 10 years 20 years whatever and also clear on where you want to go mm-hmm. you know I, I want to be doing this and this is my vision for the next however many months or years. And so I love that too. I think it's, it. of course, it's not just about the financial support and the, and the other types of support you would get if you're successful. It's about the clarity and the focus that even just f- doing the funding application will give you as an artist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell you something, it's one of the most fun things I've done recently doing the funding application. I know it sounds stupid like obviously the result for me was amazing and the result for you would probably whoever's listening could be and why not it could be amazing as well but just the doing it I was you know I was like because I got a chance to speak with you know a couple of friends who had gone for funding in different areas not even to do with music and asking them about it and just knowing that other people get it and then answering the questions and you know, it's saying 500 words, you know, answer the question, that, but it was it split up into about four different questions. But the way it was done, it was kind of looked like one question. And I was like, you know, make sure you answer the question they're asking. So, and I'm answering all these questions, like, what do you want to do? And why do you want to do it? And, I, and just to, from an ego point of view, you get to talk about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really fun. <laughs> Yeah, and it can be quite creative, can't it? Because you're like, you're thinking up a project. Yeah. You're coming up with a project and you're sort of like, oh, that could be cool. Oh, yeah, this could be good. So that can be quite fun as well. So finally, Sam, let's say there's somebody listening and they're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to apply for funding. I'm so excited. What's your biggest tip for someone applying for funding? (laughs) (laughs) You have to watch Isabel's funding workshop (laughs) if you watch that you will know everything what to do which means then you have to sign up for hra yes and i would absolutely recommend that as well if for whatever reason you're not able to do that and come on you have to do that but if you're not able to do that i would say basically print off the information check through everything just go with a you know a highlighter pen a red pen and go under everything and just check to see first of all you're eligible and then if you are eligible see what they because it all the answers are in what they tell you it tells you what they're going to pay for it tells you what they're not going to pay for it tells you what they're looking for it you know so 
do what they ask of it. If it's not something you want to do, fine. You know, if, it, if for example, I wanted to only record my old songs, then there's no point going for this funding because it's, it's only new work. But if you can find a project within what you're doing or what you would want to do, then basically answer the questions, speak to someone who's done funding already, whether it doesn't have to be or who's applied for funding. It doesn't have to be in to do with music, but just to know that someone has applied for it and the process, because you're having that conversation, you get into the mindset. If you talk to someone who's never done it, they can very easily tell you you won't get it or why they're giving money. But if you know that you're talking to someone about it's possible, then your mind starts thinking it is possible. So that's two things. I would say most definitely contact the the people that are offering the funding, whether it's by phone or by email, ideally by email, because then you have a record of what they've said. When it's on the phone, you might forget, as I know I would have done, but I, I messaged them by email. Have all that information and use that information that they give you as part of your funding application. Don't do it the night before, <laughs> which, is, which is what I did. Um, but clearly it still works. Yeah. Give yourself time to sleep. Because yeah. the problem I had afterwards was I didn't have to put it in and I was exhausted. I was buzzing. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, make sure you, you give enough time to put do the application and just believe that it's possible. Yeah. Because it is. I am the queen of, oh, I'd like it, but it might not happen to me. And I was like, it's, I'm going to go for this. Yeah. And I got it. So if I can go for it and get it, is possible for you too and I wish you the best of luck because you're gonna love it (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm so 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 glad to hear that you've got this incredible exciting project and that you are yeah that that it's just opening up so many great new doors for you Sam so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story I know it will be inspiring for people listening I know it will help people to see that there's you know other options and new options and and new income streams um, and that it's always worth investing in your skills as a woman in music and that you just don't know where it will take you so thank you so much for sharing your story and coming on the podcast oh my absolute pleasure it's like you said it's an honor to be here with you anyways Isabel I think you're amazing what you do like your music what you've done with your music and how you're now sharing it to teach and help other people is incredible and I'm so so grateful to you and I'm so happy to be here able to talk with you about this and hopefully to inspire other people to say that you can do this life doesn't have to be bleak you know your music doesn't have to be stagnant regardless of what's going on in the world you can take charge of it and you can make it happen for you and you are just one step away from doing it oh I love that Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sam. Well, I am so pleased for Sam. I just love hearing how much of a confidence boost being picked for this opportunity has given her, irrespective of the funding as well. I love that she's now able to put herself forward for opportunities like this and that recording her music no longer feels like something that will cripple her bank account. If anything, it's given her even more financial independence and support. Not to mention that Sam's project documenting her experiences busking in Leeds just sounds fab too. If you want to find out more about Sam and her music, check out the link in the show notes. Now, when Sandy started Home Recording Academy with me in October last year, 
It's fair to say she had very little experience of recording and production. But just a few short months later, she's being paid to produce music for other people. If you'd asked her back in October whether she thought that would be possible, I think she'd have given you a firm hard no. But that's what's happened already. So let's meet Sandy and hear all about it. Okay, so Sandy, welcome to Girls Twiddling Knobs. Hi Isabel, great to be here. Yeah, no, it's wonderful to have you on. And I know that people are going to find um, your story really inspiring if people are getting into recording for the first time. So let's get into maybe before you were recording and, and you know, producing yourself from home. What, what did you think about what your options were in terms of earning money as a musician? Before HRA? Yeah. Well, just literally going out, doing my live live gigs, really. Um, I didn't see any opportunities working from home unless I was to be able to perhaps record some songs, do some demos, promote a new business um, that way. But nothing really that's recently happened. Something exciting has happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK, so it's, but but that just didn't feel like, um, you know, because like, I know you took Home Recording Academy and probably you weren't thinking oh, this will be a, a revenue stream for me. Absolutely not. No, no. It was all about understanding a little bit more about the technical side um, of how to set up a studio at home for my own personal reasons, really, to lay down some tracks that I'd been working on in the past. I never thought it would lead to anything else, no. Yeah. When you enrolled in Home Recording Academy, I guess, how long did it take until you felt kind of like you were comfortable with what we were doing did it feel like you took to it quite quickly or was it a bit of a struggle um I was yeah and and I guess I've I've got a real confidence issue and yeah a bit guarded Mm -hmm. and a bit skeptical as well no offense Um, um I saw the the sponsored advert come up for HRA something really did draw me to it and and that's most unusual for me so no I never thought of any um opportunities to come from it apart from me possibly getting to grips with the studio um, Scarlet Studio that I bought, getting used to my Mac, understanding technical words that I'd heard about regarding recordings like plugins and, you know, things that I was really unconfident about and had no idea about. So when I joined the course and I saw other like-minded women on there asking the same questions, trying to find the same answers Mm. and setting up their own home studio. I was so excited. I thought, wow, this is fantastic. You know, I can I can really, you know, do it in my own time as well. A busy life, family life. And, you know, each module has a workbook to it that I was able to work through my own time. And I still refer back to it to this day. But, you know, it was more so taking my equipment that I'd had in a corner of the room for a while and and sort of get it out get it set up get doing it you know there's no time like the present and you're able to talk us through how to do that in a really fantastic way to understand it you know and it's been educational exciting and has um, certainly made me feel like I'm back in a creative space that I wanted to be yeah it's been great yeah no no that's really cool and I think um I think it's it's interesting whenever we think about kind of music and finances and money 
you know, because there's a few things that we've already talked about just in the last couple of minutes, which is obviously earning money from being a musician. But then there's also investing money in, you know, equipment. You, you already had that equipment that you'd invested money in. But then also the how much money you are likely to kind of spend um, over your lifetime as a musician. And the thing I, I never like to say, oh, if you learn to record your music and you do this, this and this, you'll be earning £30,000 a year or whatever. You see people doing that online. And I I personally feel like that that's not something I want to focus on because I think it's so subjective. It's so individual. I know that everyone who learns to record themselves, every woman especially, who learns to record themselves is going to feel more independent, is going to feel more empowered, is going to feel more confident and excited about their future in music. I know that for sure. So that's absolutely the the, the angle I always come from. But it's also important to think about money. You know, as a musician, it's it's just part of what we do. It's part of being human, but also there, there are so many different ways that we can invest money, but also recoup money or earn money. And so already we've kind of touched on those different facets. And I think that also what you were saying about before that in terms of where you were maybe earning money from and where you probably are still earning money from is things probably like live gigs and yeah. that kind of yeah. thing, which yeah. is wonderful. But then at the same time, there are certain points in our life where that's maybe not convenient or it, maybe it's a bit exhausting or maybe it's not a possibility like with the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll always do live performances because I, I get a buzz from it and I love it. And I love performing, you know, big jazz numbers out there for, for people. But, you know, also I want to record some of my own songs and I want to record some of my own backing songs, backing tracks. To do that, I could go into a studio and I've been into a couple of studios and have really bad experiences. And, and that's from straight away walking through the door, being filter made a little bit. Well, you know, I use backing tracks. Okay, I don't have a live band for what I do. So already there was a bit of snobbery that I was walking in with backing tracks to do to do my music and lots of questions that I didn't understand. You know, what this what's this format, you know, and things that I didn't understand. And I was made to feel a little bit inferior. So I felt very unconfident going into the studio. And the first time I walked in, I walked out. Um, I just said, oh, this isn't for me. And I remember I felt really hopeless. Is that the right word? Mm. I felt helpless, helpless. You know, I just felt like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm so out of my comfort zone here. The second time I went in and again, I had a really bad experience with another another guy. And he, I mean, I spent a couple of hundred pounds. I didn't get what I wanted at the end of the day. And my voice was manipulated in a way that, wasn't what I asked for so you know things were, I wasn't being listened to so for me I wanted to stop wasting money in a studio I wanted to do it in my own time from home and if it took a little bit longer that's what it takes so mm. for me HRA was that opportunity to do that and again saving me money yes I invested in HRA but it has been the best gift I've I've given myself for a long long time yeah, and it's lovely that you see it like a gift like that, that it's not just a kind of boring investment. It's like, this is a, a gift to myself. Absolutely. And, you know, before HRA, 
I, I was not in a situation to do any recordings at all, you know, even just messing about. I didn't know how to plug my microphone into the system. And, and it was always very much like I call her my husband. And I felt really cross with myself. You know, this is my thing. I'm the musician. You know, why am I asking him to do this for me? You know, and it's almost it's just the way and maybe it's my generation. You know, the men always did the stuff, the technical stuff, the electrician stuff, you know, in the house. So I'd always get my husband to try and help me. We'd end up arguing and it'd end up being thrown back in the box again under the stairs. <laughs> so, you know, I'm so glad I, I did invest in this course. And, you know, about three weeks before the end of the course, I was contacted by a business um, who were looking for someone to record some vocals for traditional songs um, to be used in music therapy in care homes, that sort of thing. Um, someone had recommended me to the company after hearing me sing live and the question came on email in do you have a home studio to record now had I been asked that question in October beginning of October I would have definitely said no <laughs> however I emailed back and I said yes I do so and good. that has just been the most amazing um, connection with a company since HRA and it has now brought in some revenue for me it's paid for my HRA course it's paid for me to get some equipment you know something that I would have never have dreamt of before so you know I can't thank you enough Isabel for this fantastic opportunity and like we're saying this gift of HRA and being able to set up a studio to to walk in you know to my little office upstairs and to work from home doing this, it's been amazing. Like you say, completely different to live, but it's given me another option. And and who knows, who knows where that could go? Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's amazing that that feeling when you you get that email and you're like, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like I said before, you, I would have been like, no, and I'd have felt really again knocked back really down on myself that I've got this equipment but I just don't know how to use it the frustration would have been there and yeah. oh goodness I am so glad that I I signed up and enrolled because you know I would have it had this email come through and I would have still be saying no and it's January start of a new year we all have resolutions don't we and I would be yeah. just feeling really bad about myself right now yeah and actually I'm feeling great and and I've just had another contract signed up for it so it's just brilliant brilliant news really it? good it's, it's just great though isn't it because you think like there there is an alternative universe where Sandy didn't do HRA Sandy did got that email and couldn't do it and yeah. and it's not to say that would have been you know like ruined your life like there are these is, and if there's anyone listening to this podcast there is an alternative future or universe where you you do have that home studio you do have that space where you feel like you're the captain of your ship and where you know you can go through this process feeling really empowered and and really confident and really ready to collaborate you know not just about being confident and empowered but you're ready to collaborate with people which is oh, yeah. so fun and absolutely and I've really enjoyed you know this new business relationship that I've got with this company you know and I feel valued and you know to be actually conversing with someone about you know what I can do for them and talking to them in 
musical and text speech was something I would never have dreamt of I would have felt I needed someone to sit with me and talk me through what I'm going to be saying what I've got to do and you know and now I can just flick my mac up plug in my door and off I go sending you know recordings over to them Um, and these these people are really pleased with what I've generated and we're able to have conversation about how I can, you know, change things um, on equalizers and, you know, things that I wouldn't have been able to have confidence in even talking about previously. That's really good. Yeah. So so if it sounds like you have been really taking that role of a producer where you've talked with the client, essentially, this business yeah. about what they want and then how you could achieve that. Is that right? I guess. I guess. Yes, I guess you're right. That's quite Let's see. That feels quite empowering. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, I'm the thing is, you know, Isabel, I, I'm I'm a couple of years short of 50 and I wish, you know, I was the 30 odd year old person who had just enrolled on this course. I'm not going to lie. However, I'm in a happy place right now without regrets because I'm doing it. And and I think once you take that step, it matters not when in your life you're doing it. You just when you are doing it, that's when things happen and change. And for me, if this means that I don't do as many live as I'm getting older, but I start doing freelance voiceovers or recordings for businesses, then brilliant. Bring it on, you know. And also it's all helping me to generate sort of contacts in the business and and also maybe just taking an easier pace of life as well. I know that sounds deaf, but, you know, when I go out and do a live gig, it's an eight, nine, nine hour day traveling around, you know, got back and late the other night at gone midnight and it's freezing cold, you know, and then, you know, the other day I was sat upstairs in my warm studio, you know, with a nice cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. But I never thought I'd be able to do something like that. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a big win for 2022 for me. Definitely. No, and and I'm I mean I'm even more that way than you. I mean I'm I'm three years off of 40 and I would happily work from home all the time (laughs) I I don't feel any kind of need to go and do a gig which I know a lot of musicians kind of feel like oh my god that's awful but I really don't because I've always been a homebody I've I've always loved performing as well but I, I I think it's really important to listen to you and listen to what you need and not all musicians want or need or can be gigging all the time you know and all of us will go through phases or come into parts of our life where we need we need different options you know and so yeah. I'm glad that you you have a, a, a new option there Sandy and I'm sure lots of other ones that will open up too and um, like you say the kind of voiceover work and just lots of things that you can do from home and and be very much in control of the process as well and and not having to work with people that you don't feel comfortable with that's very important as well but I wondered if you could um just take us through a little bit of the process of working with this company you don't have to go into too many details but how did it go I mean you got contacted then did you talk through with the the person what they were looking for and the kind of atmospheres or how how did it all unfold well I I spent a bit of time googling about the business because I thought Mm -hmm. that would be really important so do a bit of research I didn't want to go in cold I think it's really important to 
to first of all find out if it's something that I want to be involved in as it was for like music therapy for care homes you know for me that was a brilliant thing I mean I've I've we've lost family through dementia so I realized how important you know any any sort of therapy is but to be involved in music therapy for me was brilliant so I found out a little bit about the company I contacted them back and I said yes I do have a studio um, from home followed very quickly by another email going but it's quite new to me <laughs> so this still, still was a little bit of a oh, doubt but it wasn't I and actually we we decided to have a phone call and we talked through things and I felt really confident and and then you know and explained the setup that I've got the guy was brilliant he knew exactly what I was I was I was obviously I had laid out in front of me and he was really impressed with the setup it could only be a home recording and so I decided to do a test test run and send something over to see if he was happy so he sent me a backing track I plugged in I spent um, an hour recording something overlaying it mixing it to how I felt I wanted to be sound you know to, to come across and sound sent it over to him and that evening we'd drawn up a contract and and that followed with six hours of recording studio time That's from great. home in the comfort of my own home, yes. which was brilliant. And yeah, and I and I love the sound. I love what it's all about as well. I think that's really important. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. We chat mostly now on email. Mm-hmm. So he'll send me the tracks over and I'll plug them in, have a listen. And then, you know, if I've got any questions, so I've even sped up the tempo myself on on one of the tracks because I just felt I couldn't quite sing it Mm. and how I wanted to didn't feel natural. And again, you know, I would never have been able to do that had I not done HRA, you know, finding there's a tempo button, you know, Um, just little things have made such a difference. Usually I would have struggled on and and, um, probably even things like, you know, reverb, the equaliser, all that has made such a difference to my voice. I've got a lovely bright sound. It's not dull. It's not too reverby. Like perhaps, you know, I've made it in the past, not really understanding. I put up with what, you know, I'm hearing. And actually, I'm looking at this as well as really good experience for when I finally do get my own tracks put down as well. Definitely. You know, everything, I'm learning so much even with the company I'm working for and I'm giving them 100%. But I know that, you know, in six months time when I'm ready to do my own, I want to do a four, you know, track CD just for me, then, um, you know, of my own work, then I'm just feeling this is all again, gaining great experience as well along the way. Definitely. And what has the the reaction been of the client or the business that contacted you? Because I know a lot of people may have real imposter syndrome who are like, oh, I'd love to do that, but I'll probably do something that they won't like and it won't be good enough. So what have they said in response to what you sent over, Sandy? I've had some really, really positive feedback. And, and the thing is, Isabel, it can be really difficult sometimes. I don't know how you feel, but I think a lot of us in the music industry can be real perfectionists as well. So it can be really hard to give something to someone thinking, what are they going to say back? So I get that. But because I'm a perfectionist, I've I've worked really hard on them. So they haven't got 50%. They've got 110% from Sandy. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, and, and I, well, you know what? If, if this is something and this is what I want to continue to do, it's important to do that. And, and, and I've had great feedback. 
really good buzzwords, you know, fantastic professional. And, um, you know, those are the sort of feedback that I'm getting back on emails. And, you know, we're looking to do another contract soon. So hopefully next month. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling really appreciated and what I'm doing, a bit of self-worth really. And it's it is a new role and it's something I feel working with a client is something on that level is not anything I've done since I was in a band in my 20s you know whereas you you know expectations of someone else in the mix as well mm. so yeah yeah it's great I'm really excited as you can probably tell yeah that's wonderful I'm so glad I mean I'm so excited for you Sandy and oh. I knew I had to talk to you about it because it is exciting I know that there'll be people listening to the podcast who it does open up new possibilities in their minds that um, you know that they could be in a few months where you are you know and considering earning money in different ways from what, what they are right now so with that in mind where do where do you hope this might take you in terms of how you organize your your earning as a freelancer I know you mentioned a little bit about voiceover work you also mentioned about recording your own music and I'm sure that we talked about how it's not just about earning money it's saving money as well and investing money and I'm sure that having these skills will mean you you don't have to spend as much money recording your album as you would have done so yeah where do you hope it will lead in terms of how Sandy's income all fits together yeah well I like I said there's an alter ego I need to do my live stuff as well (laughs) um and it's also very visual what I do so I I I do a lot of vintage performances and singing so um for instance with the Queen's Jubilee coming up you know that's going to be a really few flamboyant gigs to be done um and then you know there's also that side of me who writes lovely ballads and and I say lovely because I'm really proud of them but I've not had the confidence you know I feel like that five-year-old stood up on school stage you know for the first time when I sing one of my own songs out there Um, and I haven't and I've put off doing it for quite a while but now I've got the ability to 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 use my midi my you know put put my music down and record and and be really happy with my backing tracks that I've done I think that will give me more confidence to get back to doing that it's something that I've put on hold for a long time and I stopped doing it again because I didn't have the ability but you've given us the ability to be confident and to use you know our equipment in the way it's meant to be and you know there's no point waiting and waiting and waiting it's all about the journey now for me so I've already started to make you know little little demos for myself and and each time it's just getting better and better and I, I'd like to think by the end of summer I'll be performing my own work uh, alongside what I do because and that's the thing I listened to one of your podcasts about can you change your genre mm. and that was a, an amazing podcast I really enjoyed you know thinking about the dynamics of how that is going to be for me and mm. because um, I'm a jazz singer um, but I'm going to be doing I'm moving you know and I, I I'm going to be adding my own songs into into the mix and and they're probably a bit more bluesy a bit more soulful so I'm going to be quite brave but I but I really do want it's me you know like your own songs you write about yourself it's very personal but that's something that even if I don't earn money from it what I'm trying to say like you're you know you get you're also hitting on is I'm going to save time going into studio feeling pressurized to put this down I can do it in my own time and feel really happy with it. And 
you know, there's there's people who did the HRA who were always willing to listen to your songs and feedback. And that is another aspect to HRA, which is brilliant. You know, there's always people who are just really welcoming and say, yep, throw it my way. Let me have a listen. Really excited for you as well. You know, I've listened to some songs and I just think, wow, you know, where have these people been hiding? And and that's so maybe not necessarily, I never isn't, you know, I don't ever want to be famous. Isabel, that's just not my cup of tea. I want to earn, you know, money for something that I love. And I'm very lucky that I do. But just in introducing different methods now, it would be a great, great thing. And, and having the tools from HRA to do that now is, is the way forward for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, that's very exciting. And I think um, <laughs> Like you're saying, it's about choices, isn't it? Because you'll always want to perform live and you'll always that will always scratch an itch that nothing else can and, and build a connection that nothing else can. But to have the option to be at home and work and, you know, um, not have to spend money on travel and not, you know, again, it's about saving money as well in different ways. That's that's massive. And, and also to feel that sense of, pride in your yourself and your work and to feel in control of the process and to be able to work with clients and deliver things for people that they can't you know but you can it's a wonderful feeling so I'm just so glad that you're starting on that journey Sandy and thank you no, well, you'll have to keep us updated and let us know how it all unfolds. And and definitely, you know, um, like if if you do keep kind of building all these different projects and clients and um, we'll have to get your tips on how to do that. <laughs> I know. Well, actually, so, you know, that one did really just come as a bit of a, a bit of a, an expected in, in the email box, which normally, like I said before, HRA, I would have dismissed and gone, can't do that. Yeah you know and I would have felt really disheartened but someone saw me performing live which obviously has its its bonuses as well mm. um and that's what came about so you know grabbing an opportunity now where I've got the confidence and the tools and the ability to do it but like I said it would have been very different you know yeah. only just a few months ago before the course I would have turned it down um, yeah and I would have had to and um and now yeah many more opportunities yeah. <laughs> that's very exciting oh Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Sandy. Oh, thanks, Isabel. Thank you. Well, if there's a story that will inspire you to pick up recording, it's Sandy. It was so cool hearing how much of a difference these skills have made to her independence and sustainability as an artist. And like Sam, Sandy has gained at least as much confidence in the process too. Sandy is now being asked to record and produce music from her home and getting paid to do it. And I couldn't be more proud of her. If you want to find out more about Sandy and her music, check out the link in the show notes. So there's one more HRA alumni student I'd love you to meet, and that's Annie. Now, Annie joined me inside Home Recording Academy in February of 2021, and like Sam and Sandy, had a fairly limited experience of recording and producing music. But what's been really exciting is that since she went through the programme, she's used the skills I teach inside to not only record and produce herself, but also to fulfil a commission to record the music for a theatre production too. As you'll hear inside the conversation with Annie, this is something she'd never have considered doing in the past, but she was able to say yes to this incredible opportunity. I'll let Annie fill you in on all the details. 
So Annie, welcome to Girls Twiddling Knobs. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. It's great to chat. I presume that you're a Girls Twiddling Knobs listener. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I'm a mum and I'm a <laughs> do, yeah, when I can. Yeah. And and um and so yeah, you're you're not new to the podcast and that you've listened before. And so it's great to have you on as a guest. And you took Home Recording Academy with me last year. You know, I know that that has changed a lot for you and your music and you've really been able to start having new revenue streams open up. So I really wanted to get you on to hear about them. So firstly, maybe you could tell us about how it's enabled you to take new opportunities that you might not have been able to take before that are earning opportunities like the theatre production that you told me about. Yeah, so um, the the Theatre Space Northeast approached me to record and part live perform for their theatre show. And I just would not have had even the equipment. I didn't really know what I needed to record that kind of thing. Um, You know, even down to cables, you know, what what kind of cables do I need for, for this kind of project? But I was able to just, yeah, say yes to that and feel that I wasn't an imposter, that that it was manageable and... Yeah, so really excited about what that could lead to in the future. I really enjoyed that process and then be yeah, being paid for it, doing it professionally for the first time. It felt great and I can't wait to do something like that again. So that's something that before you may may have had to turn down then from what you're saying because of maybe not having the skills or the confidence even to do something like that? Yeah, sure. Definitely would have turned anything like that down. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I would be asked to do anything like that because obviously having been doing Home Recording Academy, then, you know, every now and then having a little recording project of my own and then being proud enough of it to share it, that then, you know, made me visible to other people, to, to other networks. I'm, I'm part of a network. Um, it's called Tyne and Weir Cultural Freelancers. And it's just a Facebook group, but I was a- I'm able to sort of be visible on there as somebody who is willing and able to, to um, do work like that. I think that's a really good point that, you know, if you're not, if you're not able to record your music, then you can't kind of get it out in any sort of permanent sense. And then people don't know necessarily that you're around or that you're able to do things like that. So it makes sense that that kind of brought an opportunity like this towards you. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there was a kind of unexpected element where one of the instrumentalists, a collaborator, couldn't be with you and your recording skills kind of saved the day there. So could you just explain what happened? Yeah, so initially it was to to book the duo to, to do the recording and, and the performance. But Katie couldn't make, she was in the States um, doing her own music festival. And I thought, oh, I, I really don't want to say no, just because Katie's not around. And what, why should that matter? Because we can just record her parts and I can be there and it won't be that different. Um, so I'm, I was able to then send her all the scores that, that I'd created and she could record them. And I, you know, I gave her a little bit of advice about where she should record it in her house and make sure it's in a room with soft furnishings and, you know, the the mic placement and things like that. 
yeah and so she was then able to just record she just went through each track and sometimes it was you know she was recording multi parts for each track um but she was just able to record send record send record send and then I had all the tracks and then I was able to mix them all together and I was able to do interesting things as well I could cut different parts that she'd sent and layered them up in interesting ways that I suppose when I'm on my own it's really easy to be creative like that but when you're in a room with other people sometimes you feel a bit you know like you can't ask them for whatever reason could you do that again could you do that again like this could you do that again like that to cut that sort of element out for me was great just I'm on I've got all the material I'm on my own in my space and I can have a play have a play with it (laughs) that's great because it sounds like it then opened up all these ways that you could create something that was really appropriate for that theatre performance as well that wasn't just you know another live performance but it's something that really was kind of um, responding to that live event yeah yeah they they wanted something specific in terms of genre because it was Macbeth and it was it was outside and and the, the the idea was that it was kind of like Victorian steampunk style so it was yeah really fun to yeah try and create something to a to a brief and another thing that you know comes to mind obviously when we're thinking about revenue streams is to not just focus on you know being paid money but also um, being able to manage and budget and save money through having skills and expertise in recording and I mean I'm guessing that you've now done a lot of recording at home which you would either have just not done a project or you would have gone into a studio I mean is (laughs) I don't know if it's possible but can you even quantify how much money that might be if you'd tried to do all this through going into a studio well I suppose um a day in a studio can cost you know like 400 pounds so I've probably over the last year I've probably I mean I would have said 20 days minimum mm-hmm. oh so, I don't know I'm really bad at math that? that's 8,000 no I mean what is that <laughs> 8,000 8, is it <laughs> the blindly Ten t- yeah that's 8,000 that's 8,000 yeah. pounds yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is incredible yeah and that's incredible a lot more than that um, I'm also thinking every time that I'm doing it it's it's consolidating what I've learned every time I'm getting better every time I'm getting better so it's like um yeah it's sort of free training in a way I'm not having to go into a studio uh, uh, to experience that yeah it kind of feels like these skills are like a, a really um they've been a really important investment for you that kind of keeps building in value Because like you say, you know, the more you do it, the more you learn and the better you get. But also the more you do it, the more you put recordings out and the more people are aware of you. And then the more jobs will come in and the more offers will come in. And I know you've been getting a lot of offers of people wanting to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, nearly every time I put out a track on, and it's just SoundCloud and I just share it on my, you know, inner network, I'll get a message saying, I really like what you've done. Um, I've been wanting to start a, a group like that. You, could you, um, yeah, could could we start a band together? Or 
or somebody sending me recordings of their band and saying we'd really love some accordion on this can you can you do it so it's been it's been amazing because these are people who've been on my you know Facebook network for maybe years but just haven't known that I can play that instrument or that I make any good or you know that I that I can do these things so that visibility has just been amazing that's so great I mean and and that feels to you you can really trace that back to gaining these skills in recording and production absolutely yeah without a doubt absolutely it's blown up the last year since doing it just yeah being being visible because before my work was very insular I suppose uh, um just gigging and and within one genre mainly people knew me as a I think I don't really know but I think people saw put me in a box the the classical concert pianist box and that's mainly what I did um for years with other things as well but that they I didn't present those things to the world that you know people just knew me as a concert pianist and then you know over the last year I, I'm now like oh I can play jazz or oh I play the accordion or yeah I'm a flute player I, I've you know been playing the flute for years and oh, I can play banjo now too <laughs> and 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 it proven because I've got recordings of it (laughs) yeah yeah and and that's just so great that you're saying you know you now feel visible because I think there's so many women in particular in music who just don't feel visible and are not visible and you know I for one I can completely identify with what you're saying it wasn't until I started recording music and and sharing it that things started taking off for me you know, and things that are just expanding. And that can look so different for different musicians. It's not just about, oh, I've got loads of Spotify streams or, oh, I'm playing this festival or that. It can be like really, really interesting kind of turns in the road that you could never have predicted, like you being approached by a theatre production to produce, you know, the music for them. And that otherwise you wouldn't have been able to explore that. Yeah. And, um, And certainly not earn, you know, a fee for it as well. So that's just really, really wonderful to hear and really exciting. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where it all kind of takes you, Annie. Um, I mean, how are you feeling about the future now that you have these skills? And how are you feeling, like thinking about the podcast, how are you feeling about your earning potential, your sustainability, your validity or, or viability as an artist moving forward now? Well, yeah, I feel like I can be a little bit more choosy and um, be a little bit more careful about my energy. Whereas before I would kind of be so desperate to, to, to get work in a way, I would say yes to absolutely anything and everything um, without really considering how much of an energy drain it might be. Whereas now I can really um, sort of imagine how much energy and how long it will take to do something because I actually have those skills and I I I, I can better plan my um yeah my, better plan the project in my head before I do it so that I can say yes I can do that or no I'm not going to do that on this occasion but yeah generally really positive about sort of now I, I feel like I'm not in a box anymore that I've been released from this sort of the constraints and and that I can go down different routes and and experiment with with different people different collaborations different genres different instruments I feel like that 
it's opened up for me a lot because of that that recording um, element. That's wonderful. Oh, well, you know, we're going to be watching and cheering you on and um, just so, so excited for you. And thank you so much for coming and telling us about it, because there'll be people listening who maybe think that that's not possible for them. What would you say to anyone listening who's thinking, oh, that's all right for you, Annie, but that's that's not possible for me. I couldn't do what you're doing. It's so funny, isn't it? Because I I literally, yeah, was that person who would see somebody else and say (laughs) well I will never be able to do that no way I'd be able to do that and here I am kind of doing it which is is great it feels amazing but yeah just I think getting over that initial fear of can't do it unless it's perfect it really helps yeah, allow it to be messy, allow it to be in progress. Yeah, what was yeah. the thing I think you said um, last year that was so good? Finished is better than perfect or something. Yeah. <laughs> My mantra yeah. about three months and it, yeah, it really helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and the other thing I always say is don't ever apologise for getting started. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so important to get started and that will mean that you don't get it perfect it isn't perfect you know yeah because um, I'm quite old I'm I'm coming to it really late I'm 37 38 this year so I feel like you know if I was going to be recording it should have been when I was like 18 or 19 and I've totally missed the boat there's no point in me getting into that now but uh, there's just there's a time for everything and this is my time and not not to you know any age is is, is good totally it. Totally. And, and, you know, we all deserve to learn new skills and to have new opportunities open up to us, whatever age we are, whatever gender we are. So that's really, really important. And I'm glad that you're a living, living proof of that, Annie. I thought what Annie said about not having those feelings of imposter syndrome going into this commission was a really important point. Another thing Annie mentioned, which also applies to both Sam and Sandy too, is just how much money she has saved in studio time. It's a saving that adds up to thousands of pounds, as Annie said, not to mention that every time she does record herself, she keeps getting better. Now, please note, I have nothing against recording in a studio. It's one of the best things you can do if it's the right space, the right people, the right time for you as a musician. But it's also really important to have the choice and not have to go into a studio if you don't need to. Some people just really love recording at home on their own too. It's all about having options. So I want to finish up this episode by summarising the main takeaway from all three of my students' stories. And it's this. Learning to record your music saves you money in recording time. The more you record, the more skills you accumulate as well. The more recordings you can share, the more work you're likely to attract. And the more work you attract, the higher the fee you can command, and even the more successfully you can fund your music too. This really is the difference between staying stuck and hidden as a woman in music and truly having autonomy, choices and opportunities at your fingertips as a 21st century female musician. When I first designed Home Recording Academy, stories like Sam, Sandy and Annie's were what I hoped my students would be able to share after going through the programme. 
Two years after I first launched the programme, I'm hearing from dozens and dozens of students who tell me how Home Recording Academy has truly changed their music and even their life. And listening to Sam, Sandy and Annie's stories really shows you why. Learning to record your music can reignite your bank balance as well as your confidence and your creativity. But that's another episode all wrapped up, Knob Twiddlers. Hopefully it's inspired you to dream big about all the things you could achieve with some home recording skills. But stay tuned because I'm going to be dropping a special bonus episode of the podcast this week where I'll be peeling back the curtain on all the new updates I've added to Home Recording Academy and how you can join me inside. But till then, take care and I'll catch you here soon. Girls Twiddling Knobs is hosted and produced by me, Isabel Anderson, with production support from Jade Bailey. The show notes are compiled by Francesca O'Connor, and this is a female DIY musician production. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, and you know someone else who would love it too, be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls' twiddling knobs love.